0: welcome to the image doctors photography podcast i'm jason odell and i'm rick walker and it's good to be here with you and all of our listeners um hope everyone's doing well this week. we're getting into the we're getting into the holiday season almost if we're not careful it's gonna yeah gonna we'll have be to abbonnet. do
1: our our annual shopping list show soon
0: yeah i got a bunch of things i will have to i'll have to start compiling that um one thing we are going to do of course is in a in about a week Um, we're going to have our um, open Zoom Q&A session for our patron sponsors. So if you're a sponsor of our podcast over at imagedoctorsphoto.com, we will be having a Zoom uh, just for our sponsors um, at 3 p.m. U.S. Eastern Time, Saturday, November 18th. And we will send notification out to all our various channels. And if you're in, you already subscribe as a, Sponsor, you will get. Um, I will um, message everyone through the uh, Patreon site um, the login information, so you'll get that from us. But again, that's three p.m. Eastern time, which is noon Pacific on Saturday, November eighteenth. So we look forward yeah. to seeing our our supporters, so we can thank you in person. It will be kind of nice. Yeah,
1: it'll be fun. It's a lot more fun to do chats with. You know, real dialogue going on as opposed to <laughs> right other things,
0: even yeah. if it's virtual. Yeah. Well, this this week um, we are, um, you know, we were looking around for a topic, and then Sony dropped something on us this week, and that's what we're going to talk about this week. Which was they announced a new camera, the um, Sony A nine Right. That's the newest one, mm-hmm. and. Just remind me from, for our viewers, the A9 series is kind of their action camera. Is that correct?
1: Yeah. So the Alpha 9s, since they first came out, um, have had a stack sensor design. So they've been able to um, be operated in electronic shutter mode. And we'll talk more about all of this without, you know, problems with the um, i I don't know why i always have a mental block i I have a mental block on that term i really do well without the rolling shutter problem
0: but but just to describe the a9 series it's a Uh sort of a compact form factor it's not gripped Uh it's 24 megapixel Uh it's really slotted in as for people who are doing photojournalism sports whatever that that type of camera right i mean that's the that's the market here correct correct because you got the a1 sort of as the flagship and then you got the A7 series, which are sort of the higher megapixel ones, right?
1: Or medium depends on uh, yeah which if flavor. If it's just you an A7, it's a lower uh, resolution camera, not low, but like twenty four or thirty three okay. something and like that. And then the, the if, R, if it has an R, okay, it's a higher one, like currently so, sixty
0: one. Right. So that's I I get everybody's got a different flavor of alphabet soup these days so it's yeah like, and, it, you know, and
1: like you were saying the alpha one which is the one i have that's kind of the does everything
0: mm-hmm. stack sensor 50 megapixels very versatile and if you don't know what very nice what we're talking about when it comes to these sensors that's what we're going to talk about today because <laughs> the um the um a9-3 introduced something called global shutter and we're going to talk about that. But before we do, we want to t- sort of talk about the evolution of these electronic shutters and what their advantages and disadvantages are. And, and then that's where we'll see why the global shutter that was announced in this new Sony camera is going to be p- particularly compelling for some people. And I think going forward, um, I think we'll, we'll, hopefully we'll see that similar technology rolling out to other other brands as well, especially those brands that that use Sony for sensors. Um uh, we hope. You know, that that includes Nikon and Olympus and maybe some others out there too. But anyway, let's just go back in time a little bit. Um and ask about the electronic shutter. What does it mean? Because a lot of cameras, you know, obviously most DSLRs did not have one, <laughs> right? It was a it was a feature right. that sort of got in in it got implemented a little bit with live view on some dslrs
1: but it Um, also showed up in mirrorless cameras at a fairly early mm -hmm. point
0: right it was a little easier at a mirrorless camera i think
1: yeah so like you know i've used olympus cameras for a long time and it showed up on them pretty early Mm -hmm. so where where you had an option for it Um, the key thing is with those early versions of it it was extremely easy to end up with
0: that rolling shutter effect that I can never remember the name of. Right. So what we're talking about is a situation, and if you had a DSLR, maybe you had set it in live view, and there was this option that says electronic front curtain. But that's different. And 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 that was a similar flavor to this, where where the the shutter would actually be be open, and when you took the picture, and then the the rear curtain was what ended the exposure and that reduced vibration and stuff like that. And then you could go with the mirrorless cameras to completely electronic shutter where the, where the initial, you know, where it's literally just powering on the sensor, right? It's best way to think of it on and off. Um, But what happens when you do that is that most of the cameras would scroll through the data. So it would, it was a, you know, scanning the scan of, of a readout like think from top to bottom it was a readout right so if you try to use extremely fast shutter speeds what would happen sometimes is you would get what's called rolling shutter which is where the the sensor couldn't read off fast enough um, and moving objects would look weird and if you've ever you know used your phone and in video mode and and you know whatever and uh, on something that's fast moving like a fan or propeller blade or whatever and it just looks completely strange it's absolutely weird looking and it's crazy right and it would actually show up in mechanical shutters
1: too old ones they're they're shots made you know from around the turn of the last century of cars in motion. Right. And they've got that same tilted look, which, and, and you know, the, car- the cartoon wheel. Kind of went wheels. with the action. Yeah. yeah the
0: cartoon wheel. So it that would was...
1: happen with slower mechanical shutters, too. And it was right. really kind
0: of for the same reason. I think that was
1: before the focal
0: plane shutter really, really took over, if I recall. But I. But it was the that.
1: focal plane shutter that oh, okay. was doing it. Okay. It was just
0: a very early version of one. Okay. That wasn't so, very fast. So here's this problem. So the benefit of a purely electronic shutter is. A lot of things we've mentioned that you know number one there's no mirror to lock up and now there's no shutter to vibrate if you're doing high resolution slow shutter speed landscape photography for mm-hmm. example it's particularly nice with some of the longer focal lengths yeah where, where you just don't get that jiggle mm-hmm. and then the other thing that's really great about it is it it's it's silent that's there's nothing the thing, i i love that
1: so really
0: love it so way 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 back if you go in the way back machine back to the first iteration of this podcast i had an interview sat down with the nikon legend you know, ambassador whatever you want to call them these days dave black remember that one rick it mm-hmm. was a long time ago um and dave's a great guy and you know Uh, And he does sports photography, photojournalism. He used to shoot for things like Newsweek and and whatnot. Anyway, and one of the things he had mentioned at this time, this was early digital. We were talking, you know, D2, the D3 had just came out, I think, you know, it was just early stuff. But he had talked about one of the times where he went to a golf tournament with the little cool picks and the cool picks had an electronic shutter, so it could be completely silent and he got shots at the time that would have gotten him kicked out of a golf tournament because he was photographing i think it was Tiger Woods and 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 others Phil Mickelson on their backswing mm-hmm. now if you know anything about golf you know that if you click your shutter on the golfer's backswing which is kind of the shot you want right you mm-hmm. you, you want that sequence um you will get your your butt handed to you and you will be asked or asked to leave with escorts (laughs) they will you that is not a good thing so having a purely electronic shutter was good and the top of the backswing the golfer is more or less static so it's not going to have too much of those those issues right but you could see where that would be really useful okay so so this is a cool thing and we've seen this evolve in cameras over time so the other limitation with a um Electronic shutter tended to be in the flash sync speeds being much lower and not being or able
1: just non existent in some oh, cases,
0: right? Where it wouldn't sync with a, a flash. Where so, so in those situations, you would switch back to your mechanical shutter to, right. to use the, the flash. So, so if you're doing flash photography indoors, like at a wedding or something, and you want to be silent, you know, one of these cameras that has, you know, you want a camera that has a reasonably decent flash sync. And use the electronic shutter. So early electronic shutters were were just this way you have the rolling the scans. And then came what you've already mentioned, stacked sensors, right?
1: Yeah, just in the last few years.
0: Now what does that give you?
1: Um the key thing is a much faster readout. So right? Yeah. So you're because of that, you're less likely to have that rolling shutter problem just because the, the scanning time is, is so much quicker than it is with traditional sensors. And with all of the stack sensors that are out there, they all work pretty well with action. And it's very unlikely that you'd see that rolling shutter effect. Right. You, you can create it if you do some very artificial kinds of shoots you know panning and you have flagpoles and stuff like right. that but for for normal use things like wildlife or um a- athletic events you're not going to see a problem it's very unlikely
0: and, and i remember you mentioning that even cameras that offer both the mechanical and the electronic shutter like the alpha one or mm-hmm. the om1 or you know which i think the Canons have this right um you're really not going to have too many issues with the electronic shutter only until you get into things like flash sync, right? That mm-hmm. that 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 might be your limitation because I certainly know on the OM one that I've been messing with that I've had now for six months, its flash sync drops to one one hundredth of a second when I go electronic shutter, right? And you can't use the FP sync, you know, the fast shutters. But you have to use mechanical shutter for that. It's no big deal, but it is it does create a sound. It makes a click. Okay, so it's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's, it's a thing. Um, so anyhow, um, the reason why, uh, so then we have Nikon, you know, they went to the full electronic shutter for their Z9 and now also the Z8. Mm-hmm. And you can get their
1: uh, And that's high a stack
0: speed. sensor. again. Uh, those are stack sensors. So you get a shutter speed up to about 32,000th of a second, and it will work with their speed lights with the FP sync to 8,000th of a second. So that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. So, so now we bring in global shutter and that, and what the heck does that mean i was texting a friend of mine what's the global shutter you <laughs> know what is this <laughs> you know the easy
1: so, way to think of it is no scanning just all the data comes
0: off at once right so you have instantaneous simultaneous data transfer of the entire sensor into the buffer without a scan so what does that mean uh, a couple of things right well there's not going to be any rolling shutter because there's no scanning Right. So that's gonna be great for video video people, but any fast action, which again, this is where that A93 slots in, it's an action camera.
1: It remains silent, just like yep. the other electronic shutter varieties.
0: It has a top shutter speed of one eighty thousandth of a second. Pretty darn fast. Although I think your Fuji XT5 goes even faster than that.
1: Yeah. It, but, but you can have I mean, rolling shutter problems with that camera too. Yeah. It doesn't mean I don't use the electronic shutter
0: in it at times, but it's not a super fast one. But here's the what I the think, shutter speed thing. Yeah. So shutter speeds aside, here's the really killer thing: it also synchronizes with their flash units up to one eighty thousandth of a second. Or, snatted an bonus: any flash unit. Oh, cool! There it you go. It can be
1: an old one. Nice. It doesn't have to be some super fancy thing.
0: Yeah. That's, that's really good. So, I mean, this, this is presumably now the future. Now let's step back for a second and ask the question. Okay. So this, this camera will shoot 120 frames per second. Okay. (laughs) You know, (laughs) as someone who, who gets overwhelmed with 20 frames per second, I don't see a use case for that in what I do, you know, even when I'm shooting birds, I'm not, I'll just multiply that by two. It's, rare for me to actually shoot faster than about 10 frames per second that that's that's a norm you know there there are certain situations that warrant faster but they're rare in practice at least for me you know um if you're shooting hummingbirds and you really want to get wing positions okay i get it you know it makes it makes sense but here's what i can tell you about when you shoot the crazy fast frame rates in bursts you come home with so many pictures that it's frustrating to sift through them oh my god I've had clients just absolutely frustrated because they were dialed up so fast on their and they were shooting everything at, you know, 20, 30 frames a second. And it's like, Oh my gosh, I have to go through video, um, come back with, you know, tens of thousands of of images that maybe you didn't really need, but it's still there. And I could see it being useful. The other cool thing about this camera is they have their implementation of three burst capture, whatever you want to call it, where you start buffering up to a, certain amount of time maybe a second or so prior to you pressing the shutter down for your
1: burst and that's Uh, just by half pressing
0: the shutter release exactly and that's a useful feature and it seems it appears that this will do it in raw as well which is a very useful feature yeah Um, it's it's something i've messed with a little bit with the om1 um you do hear the buffer whirring as you're doing this you can Mm -hmm. hear the camera working um But it's, it's quite nice because if you're trying to time a moment of action, you have to have that, you know, reflex, right? Right. Um, So having pre-burst capture, even if it's only like eight or, you know, five to 10 frames is, is great because you push the button down, you take your short burst or whatever, and you find the frame where, where the, you know, let's just imagine at the baseball game where the bat hits the ball. Mm Mm-hmm and you get that because your timing was you know so this this is a cool thing but again it can it can create these situations where you run into lots and lots of images to call through right
1: but the key thing is it will do it on on raw images yeah so the olympus and the fuji will do that um the nikon z8 and 9 have that feature but it's
0: jpeg only right and it'll get you the fast frame rates but one thing I liked about the Olympus implementation of that is you can actually use slower frame rates. You can, mm-hmm. you know, you can go down to, to 10 frames a second or whatever and not be shooting crazy, you know, 120 frames per second speeds. It's, it's not necessary. Let's loop back, though. You get this electronic shutter. It's the global shutter, so all your data is coming off at once, meaning you can run full silent rigging on this, even with a flash. Mm-hmm all the way up to 80,000th of a second. Now, why would you care about fast, fat flash syncs? Let me say that clearly. Fast flash sync, why is it a big deal? Because you don't care about this when you're shooting indoors and the flash is your primary source of light most of the time. Right. But if you're the, outdoors... Yes. Well, let's say it's you're shooting situation. outdoors. It's, it's different. And if you know anything about flash photography... The range of the flash and the intensity of the flash is controlled by the lens aperture, not the exposure setting overall. That's the ambient exposure. So you've got these two exposure settings. And what happens is, is when you go outside, unless you can, if it's bright light and you're using any kind of fast lens, let's say you take your nice eighty-five one-one-eight or 1.4 out there, right? All of a sudden, the, the, the 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 shutter speed is too slow for your ambient exposure because again the the lens is letting in light so what do you end up doing you end up stopping down you know f8 f11 well okay you've you've decreased your flash range but more importantly you've really changed the background depth of field so if you're shooting portraits like what you were doing a couple weeks ago Mm -hmm. now you weren't using a flash but had you been this could have been an issue, right? You, you would have had, with, with, without being able to crank the shutter speed.
1: I, I actually did that for some shots. They weren't shots I ended up liking, but I did you know, have that exact situation.
0: So if you want to shoot at F2.8 with a flash outdoors where the ambient exposure at F2.8, even at ISO 100 or 200, whatever it might be, is a thousandth of a second, you're stuck you got to stop down. So, having this fast shutter combined with a fast flash sync is very cool because it gives you that level of control. Now, you're still not going to have the range on your flash that you would have, had, you know, when it's such short uh, shutter speeds. But it's pretty wild that you could do this.
1: Yeah. Now, this isn't the very first camera to have a global shutter. It's I would say the the first more general purpose camera to have a global shutter. I know it's shown up in, you know, like one of the red cinema cameras and mm-hmm. there could be others. But one of the challenges with this has been dynamic range. And I think it's going to be still a little bit of an issue with this camera. The the minimum ISO setting on it is 250 and and that can be an indicator about dynamic range. So it's probably going to be less dynamic range than you would find in the alpha one for example which goes down to a native iso of 100 um, but it won't be bad and you know a lot of people who are using a camera like this aren't frankly going to care about dynamic range they're going to be
0: sports photographers um, yeah this is an action camera essentially yeah or, uh, you know it's an ambient it's a higher iso camera it's a 24 mm-hmm. megapixel yeah, sensor. Now it'll be interesting. You to could see be how doing that...
1: photographing stage productions and want something that's quiet, mm-hmm. but you'll probably Absolutely. be at a higher ISO, so it'll be just fine.
0: Yeah, that that's true. I mean, I, I I don't think dynamic range isn't quite the big deal that some people make it into be. There's times when it's really useful, mm-hmm. but most of our day to day shooting, you know, most cameras have plenty of dynamic range. Mm-hmm. Honest, you know, unless you're in really sort of extreme situations, um but it's good. Um, so will we see this now becoming a feature in future cameras? Let's hope so. It will. I mean, obviously, but you know, how long that that. will take, we don't know, but it's, it's truly a nice, it's a nice feature. It means they're able to get enough data throughput off of that sensor. I think we'll see it in lower megapixel sensors first. Like this one is 24. You're Mm -hmm. not going to see this in a 40, 50, 60 megapixel sensor. At least not with those kinds of frame rates, um, but but it's a cool trend. So this is this is that. Um,
1: it does I, put it will put pressure on other things, like flashcards. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to be fast. If you're going to be pumping out 120 raw image images per second, you've got to have cards that'll keep up with that too, and not melt. <laughs> yeah. So it's going to do some interesting things, um, with, uh, the other technology that cameras use, but interesting, it will be a good thing. It'll be versatile. It'll be more common. Um, it'll start showing up in a variety of cameras.
0: The, uh, a nine uses, um, it has dual CF express type a, which are form factor compatible with SD Mm-hmm. Um, now those type a cards are a small too investment. expensive yeah they're very expensive um
1: i don't own any for my alpha one even though it'll use them they're just too expensive and i don't need them so
0: you just use sd with that mm-hmm. yeah and, it's fine. and there's some perfectly fast sd cards you can get the oh yeah the, the, the kind that that i use are, are pretty darn good um i haven't gone to too many issues so anyway, those are those are th- some things to consider. But this is, you know, the announcement is cool, but the the practical use of this technology, you know, being able to do, you know, high speed flash, silent shooting indoors anywhere, any, anywhere is a it's a liberating kind of experience. Mm-hmm. So we we like that. Hopefully, we'll see that trend continue.
1: But being pragmatic about it, especially if you have a cancer. Uh, uh, a camera that has one of the stack sensors in it, you're getting a lot of the goodness. You truly are. It's really that flash feature that you're lacking. Mm -hmm. The other stuff you're, you're mostly there in terms of benefits.
0: So it's a big deal, but only to a certain, it's a bigger deal to some. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's not as a big deal to, to others, but if you do, if you are looking for a mirrorless camera, at the very least, you should try to find one now with a stacked sensor. If you plan on doing any kind of action, mm-hmm. it, it, it's a noticeable limitation in the cameras that don't have it. Right. So anyway, that is all the time we have for today. We appreciate your your uh, listening. We appreciate our listeners. Don't forget to check out imagedoctorsphoto.com. We'll have information about our upcoming Zoom call next weekend or Not next weekend, but November 18th, whatever day that is, Saturday. (laughs) And we will, uh, and we'll be back next time. So until then, happy shooting. All right. Bye bye.